Thanks for checking out our Legacy Church podcast. We know you'll be blessed and encouraged by today's message. Now here's Pastor On. I want to turn to John 11. If you have your Bible, if you have your Bible at home, pull it out. We're going to look at a great story that's a famous story, well-known story, and it starts in verse 38. The Bible says, Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there for four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked, and looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. You know, God always hears us. Even when you don't think he's listening, God always hears us. But I said this, Jesus said, for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. This is a great story, an awesome story of a man named Lazarus. And his Hebrew name is Eleazar, which means God has helped. And I can't help but think what a great name that his parents named him. Eleazar, God has helped. And we know that Lazarus had two sisters, Mary and Martha. And Mary was the Mary who poured the expensive perfume on the feet of Jesus. And he wiped, she wiped her tears off his feet. And we know that Judas was upset at that, thinking that she was wasting her money. But it really was a prophetic act because Jesus would later be crucified. And so we know that Jesus would minister in Bethany where this family lived, Lazarus, Mary, and Martha, and, and they were friends. You know, you don't often think that Jesus would go hang with friends. He would go over their house. Maybe they had some matzah. <laughs> I would prefer lasagna. Yeah. But Jesus hung out. And so he loved this family deeply because he did a lot of ministry in Bethany. And we know that Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus. He had, they had people go to Jesus and tell him that Lazarus, his friend, was very, very sick. And they knew he was dying. And so they sent word to Jesus, and what happens is Jesus never shows up. Days go by, one day, two days, three days, and then on the fourth day, Jesus finally shows up, and we know that by then, Lazarus was dead. He was in the tomb, his body was decomposing, and we can look at this story and, and think about it, and for sure, Jesus heard their prayers. For sure, Jesus knew their need. He knew the situation. For sure, he felt their pain and their sorrow. But during this time of waiting, can you imagine what 
Mary and Martha were thinking. Jesus, a best friend, was not showing up. And he shows up on the fourth day when Lazarus was decomposing. And so we look at this story and, and we have to think to ourselves, what was Jesus thinking? Why did he allow them to suffer and be disappointed and wait and wait and wait until it was too late? What was he thinking? And we know that God is never late. He's never early, but he's always on time. But Jesus was always operating according to his father's will. He was obedient to his father. If God the Father had told Jesus, run, hurry up, they're waiting for you, he would have done it. But that wasn't God's will. It wasn't part of God's plan. It wasn't the timing of God for their lives. God was up to something. I'm here today to tell you that God has an appointed time for your breakthrough. God has an appointed time for your miracle. Have you been waiting on something? Have you been praying on something? Have you been frustrated and disappointed like Mary and Martha saying, what's up, Jesus? Don't you care? Don't you know? Haven't you heard my begging and begging and asking and asking and waiting and waiting? Does it seem like your hope, your dreams, your prayers are decaying like Lazarus in a tomb? Sometimes you will feel that way. And it seems as though God doesn't care. It seems as though he doesn't know what you're going through. But the word of the Lord for us, I believe for this new year especially, is just a little longer. Just a little longer. What are you waiting for? What are you believing for? What have you been asking the Lord for? Just a little longer. Day four is coming. In the name of Jesus, we declare it into this new year. You know, in the Bible, the number four represents completion. In Genesis, God completed the material universe. We know that by the fourth day, God had, had created the sun, the moon, and all the stars. And we know that when we look at the creation of the material universe, there was a purpose to everything. And when God created the sun, the moon, and the stars, the purpose was not just to give light. It was also to create the separation of day and night. God was creating a demarcation of time. There's a beginning. There's an end. There's a, you know, the book of Ecclesiastes says there's a time for everything. God was creating a demarcation of time. And interestingly, the Hebrew word for seasons, of which we know there are four, in Genesis 1.14 is moed, which literally is translated as appointed times, as appointed 
times. See, there is an appointed time, there is a season for your prayers to be answered. There's an appointed time for the waiting to be over. Can we trust in God? Can we wait upon God? Can we look at the truths of Scripture and learn that God has an appointed time, an appointed season for your breakthrough, for your miracle? I believe the same for the house of the Lord, the church, and I believe the same for the world. There's an appointed time, a season for awakening, a season for revival, a season when God's people will be blessed and be the light of the world, and all streams will run to the house of the Lord, like it says in the last days, because they will see the blessings and the breakthrough and the miracles of God happening upon his people. We're going into this new year. Make sure you connect with the church and, and, and be connected with our prayer and fasting time, which will start, I believe it's January 9th, the second week, of January, we're going to believe and pray and ask God for a release of breakthrough and miracles. You know, I think if God was willing to stop the sun for Joshua for his breakthrough, I believe he'd also be willing to speed things up for your breakthrough. Come on. But it's going to take prayer. It's going to take fasting. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Luke 13. Then he told this parable, verse 6. A man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, For three years now, I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. King James says, I'll dig around it and dung it. I think that's a better word. <laughs> if it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, cut it down. You know, this story, this parable became real to me a few years back. I might have shared it in the church. God started speaking to me through a fig tree that I owned. And I bought this fig tree and I was excited to find the fig tree. And, you know, I have family members that grow figs and have fig trees and giant fig trees and and, uh, and fig trees are a big thing in some of my uncles who I grew up with. And so I was into figs. I love to eat figs. I don't know if you do, but I love to eat figs. I love, love fig trees. I like everything about figs. I don't know why. <laughs> but I had this tree, and I was so excited, and I took care of it. I read about it, how to care for it. And year one goes by, I, I'm ready for the harvest, and nothing comes out. I mean, zero. Year two, maybe it's going to happen this year. Nothing happens. Year three, nothing happens. I said, you know, I've been wasting three years on this fig tree. I've even laid, laid hands on it. 
Nothing happened, so I said, I'm not wasting any more time. It, had, it was completely dead. There was no leaves on it. I said, it's gone. I took it. I threw it outside in, in a pile of compost, which is God's original dung, fertilizer, all-natural compost. And I threw it, and I buried it in the compost, said, you know, riddance to you, fig tree. And to my surprise, it went through the winter, New England winter, snow, ice, you know, the whole winter that we experience around here. To my surprise, in summer, all of a sudden, I'm looking at, you know, my yard, and I see a leaf growing out of the compost. And I said, can it be? Can it be? This is a very spiritual story. Can it be that this is the fig tree? How can it be? I looked. It's the fig tree. Came back to life. And I was thinking about that and saying, I did everything I could for three years. And God takes that thing and brings it back to life against all odds against the winter. See, that tree needed what God can do. I couldn't do what God can do. See, some of you are ready to quit on something God wants to bless. I quit on that thing. God didn't quit on it. Some of you want to quit on what God wants to bless. Some of you want to own a home. God wants you to own a home. He wants to bless that. He wants to bless if you desire or need a better job. He wants to bless you with a better job. You might have a great idea. God wants to bless that idea. He's excited for you. He's a father who's excited for you. Maybe in your heart you want to write a book. And you quit on that dream or, or dream in your heart that it's, it's in there. And you quit on it. And God wants to bless it. Maybe you, like some of you have already experienced, uh, want a child and waiting for a child. God wants to bless you with that. Don't quit. Don't give up. Because day four is coming. Day four is coming. See, Mary and Martha and all their friends gave up on Lazarus. I guarantee you that they were very, very upset with Jesus. We can get upset with God thinking that he's failed us, that he hasn't hurt us, he's not hearing us. But I'm telling you, especially for this new year, Day four is coming. Believe it. Receive it. Receive the word of the Lord, the promise of God. Day four is coming. I sense it in my spirit. See, you might need to dig up some things in your life. You know, when you go on a diet, you better go through your whole house and dig out and throw out everything that's going to stop you from achieving your goal. You can't keep those Oreos hidden in the pantry. You can't keep ice cream in the freezer 
because I know some of you. At two in the morning, you're going to hear that ice cream crying out to you. You're going to hear the rattling of the Oreo wrap. And you're going to be drawing. You have to dig it out, get rid of it. And it's the same thing spiritually. You want breakthrough? You want miracles? You may need to dig out some bad habits. You might need to dig out some bad relationships. You might need to dig out some sin and compromise that has been in your life. You may need to rip up some credit cards because you want the financial blessing of God in your life, but you might need to rip some things out so that God can work the way he wants to work. You may need to dig out some unforgiveness, ungratefulness. You might need to dig out some hurts from the past and deal with some things that have been plaguing you and you've been dragging into the new year, dragging it like a weight on you. See, you might need to dig it out, dig out faith that has been stolen from disappointments. You know, disappointments can cause your faith to dwindle. Day one comes, Jesus doesn't show up. Day two comes, doesn't seem like Jesus is listening. Day three comes, you quit, you give up, you're disappointed. But I'm telling you, don't be, because day four is around the corner. Day four is coming. Day four, thank God Jesus has an appointed time. He has an appointed time for miracles or breakthrough. He has an appointed time, a season, where there's a release of answers to your prayer. That's how God works. We need to prepare for our breakthrough. I believe this new year is a year of preparation for the breakthrough, for the miracle that you've been waiting for. I believe it's a year of preparation for the revival and awakening that we've been praying for for our churches, for our nation, for our world. I believe it's a year of preparation. James 4, 8 says, come near to God and he will come near to you. As we enter the new year, we're, we're all going to make New Year's resolutions. Many people do. And it's usually diet and exercise. That's why everyone's excited about fasting for a couple of weeks. But sad to say, it's like 9%, I believe, of people actually follow through on their New Year's resolution. But what will happen if we tap into the power of the Holy Spirit? What will happen if we make our resolution getting closer to God? What will happen? Because it says in the book of James, if we come near to God, he will come near to you. And when God comes near to you, let me tell you something, your Lazarus will be resurrected. When God comes near to you, your prayers will be released. Come on, your season will come because God shows up. When Jesus showed up, Lazarus' body had to come alive. When Jesus shows up, 
Your prayer will come alive. God's will for your life will be done. I pray that as we come into this new year, we tap in to the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray that we make some resolutions, simple resolutions, like I need to pray more. I need to set time aside to pray. I need to read my Bible. I need to shut some things off. I need to dig out some things that are distractions that are causing me not to draw closer to God, but to pull further from God. I need to dig some of these things out. I think we need to ask ourselves, how are we spending our time? You know, am I serving the Lord? Because the Bible says, by serving him, by caring for the needs of people, by caring for his house, by caring for, for the lost, by caring, opening my heart up to people who need Jesus, opening my table up for people who need friendship, by serving and caring for the Lord, I keep my spiritual zeal. I keep my faith because the Holy Spirit is excited when we do the work of the Lord. And I believe as we draw closer to God, we're going to see a release of breakthrough and miracles in every aspect of our lives, in our homes, in our marriages, in our children. We'll see breakthrough happen in the church. We'll see breakthrough happen in prayers that we've been waiting for. All of a sudden, we seek the Lord, we draw close to the Lord, we make a resolution with God that we're going to get closer to him this year, we start hearing testimony after testimony after testimony. What happened? We've kept our resolution. If we keep this resolution, God will keep his resolution. Amen? I believe we're coming into a year where God is going to release your Lazarus from the tomb. I want to pray. And I want to pray and close in number six. So we have the worship team come up. But I want to pray this priestly prayer over you, over your home, over your finances, over your family, over your marriage, over your health. If you need healing, we're going to declare a blessing over your health. Number six, 24. Receive this wherever you are. Maybe you're watching this with your spouse or in your house sitting with your family and, and you need to receive this for your marriage, for your relationships. Maybe you're sick. Maybe you're struggling with an illness. Receive this for your health. Receive this blessing. God wants to bless you with divine health, with divine healing. Maybe you're struggling with depression, anxiety, Mary and Martha, I'm sure they were suffering depression, anxiety, sorrow. They lost their brother. But day four is coming. Receive this blessing. Let the Lord, let the Holy Spirit release joy into you, release hope into you. God has a better year for you. I pray this prayer for you. Number 6, 24 through 26. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you 
and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Head, just grab someone's hand if you're in your home or watching with somebody. Grab someone's hand if it's your spouse. Grab your spouse's hand. Your children, friends. If you're alone, just grab the Lord's hand. He's there with you. Father, we ask you to release your blessings upon us. Lord, we give to you all the things that you want to dig out of our lives. We ask you, Holy Spirit, forgive us of our sins. Wash us in the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you are slow to anger and rich in love. We receive that love today, Lord. We ask you to bless this new year as we enter this new year. Help us to draw closer to you. Help us to be faithful to you, to live by your word. Help us to look at our day every day. Lord, and align it with your will for our lives. And we pray, God, that this new year be a release of breakthrough and miracles for your children, God, for our families, Lord, for your house, Lord, for our nation and our world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with family and friends. It helps so much. For more content with Legacy and to connect with us, go to LegacyChurchRI.com. The best is yet to come.